We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. Welcome to Gabbing. Gabbing. With Gracie. And Heather. I am not drinking tonight because I jacked up my teeth. <laughs> I was eating dinner right before we were due to meet. And my I have a bridge across the front top of my teeth. And it just like completely fell out. And so I went, ran to the store, got dental cement, cemented those suckers back in. So if I sound like I have a lisp or if I sound a little bit different, that is why I got my jacked up teeth cemented. Oh, dear Heather. But I am dedicated to our discussion tonight. Bless you, my dear. Bless you so, so much. It suddenly reminded me of Anne of Green Gables. I don't know why, because, you know, the list. Did oh, you yeah. ever read Anne of Green Gables? I did. We should discuss that. But are you drinking tonight? I am drinking this beautiful bottle. It's rainbow oh, color. It's pretty. Yeah, it's called Prisma. It is a rosé of Pinot Noir 2022 from Casablanca Valley, Chile. Very it's nice. Re- it's re- it's really good. I, I I might ask the hubby to pick it up for me again. I really liked it, and it's peeling off some of the coaster that you got me. What is going yeah. on here? Yeah, what the heck is up with that? Or am I imagining things? I might be imagining things. Ignore Hopefully, me. ignore me. I'm very excited to talk about this book, even though I only got up to chapter eight, and it's my favorite Jane Austen book. But how many times have you read it previously? I've reread it a lot, but I think you and all of our listeners know that I have horrible memory. Well, so we're going to model through. And what I probably have stuck in my head is anything and everything Colin Firth, which yeah. muddles up the book series. That's true. I have that problem when I've like seen a TV show or movie and then like mm-hmm, read, read mm-hmm. the book as well. Well, we will we will be kind to each other. Thank you. Thank you very um, much. But yeah, so we are, I don't think, did you actually say the name? We are going to oh, talk no. about Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Ooh, Yay! Love it. The, this book has like, it's one of those books that just has a very iconic first line. Like, there's just some books that you're just like, oh, I know it by the first line. So this one is, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in wants of a wife. That is what I was going to read out loud. Yay! Great line. It is a classic first liner of a book. Cannot wait to get into this. Oh, my goodness. I was thinking to myself earlier today The difference between the introductory chapters of Pride and Prejudice and Persuasion is that we were surrounded already, for lack of a better word, by so many characters. We're introduced to Mrs. Bennett and Mr. Bennett and see such different, what was the word, differences of opinion. And it's personalities. Yes. Like, like it's you're hearing their voices where with persuasion it was like you're hearing 
the importance of like Mr. Like you're you're hearing more of a focus on Mr. Elliot's character, yes. Mr. Walter Elliot's character. Yes. And it's, by way of the baronet and things it, like that. It seems like as though we're listening to thoughts. Yeah, it's a na the narrator of the book is like introducing us more in persuasion where Third this person. there's like just one paragraph that starting with that iconic line and then it goes straight into all this dialogue and stuff. And man, do we really get to know this family right away? Yeah. I mean, how do you want to tackle this? This is there's so many different ways we could do this. We could do the, it by timeline. We could do it by character. Let's just stick with the timeline because if we do it by character, you know it's not going to happen. And by <laughs> timeline, it's not going to happen either. But at least it'll help us, you know, be reared in, right? And this is probably going to be two episodes. We'll just warn you. This yes, might even be yes. like ten episodes. Well, I, I, I was also thinking about that since we had to split persuasion into two parts. Even though we talk about television shows, which take up, you know, maybe 22 hours of our lives or 11 hours of our lives, there's so much more detailed information, so much that you obviously have to read through that it's no wonder, like, you don't yeah. want to leave anything out. Like, you could pick out your favorite episodes because there are filler episodes in between and all this other stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You have important episodes, filler episodes favorite episodes and so on and so forth you don't have to talk about everything but with the book you miss something and you might get lost I think but we do not get lost immediately we are introduced as I said to Mrs. Bennett and Mr. Bennett and they're for full glory you said it sister yeah full glory you said it because like Mrs. Bennett is all worked up because Mr. Charles Bingley has come into the neighborhood and he has four or five thousand a year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, which is I a lot of people. It's a lot that. of people. Ooh, well, that means that me. he has a hundred thousand dollars in investments. Because back in the day, you were like if you were a landed gentry or gentleman farmer, like someone in higher society, you would accumulate money and you would put it into investments, whether that be like property or like the stock market or whatever. And they had what was called the fours or the fives. And the fours was an investment style that you would get 4% and the fives were an investment style that you got 5%. So Mrs. Bennett, by saying that he has like four or 5,000 a year, she knows that he has $100,000 kind of as his worth. And that if he has that invested, that means he's making four to 5,000 a year off of that like interest that is fascinating like I had yeah. no idea I and yeah. I never thought to look it up to educate myself so yeah. thank you for that and I'm gonna jump around a little bit but this has to do it because they don't just Love talk it. about it in like one part of the book they talk about it at different parts so later like later you find out that he has the money. So like Bailey is actually super fascinating because he is one of those people that is jumping up in within society because his father, I believe, earned his money through trade. Yeah, yes. he was he yes. was a tradesman yes. in the north 
and he had slowly accumulated his wealth so that it was up to that $100,000 with the intention of he was going to buy a great estate and then he was going to transition from being a tradesman to a gentleman farmer or like an estate owner or something like mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. like a Mr. Darcy, but not as much money. Right. And so his father ended up dying two years previously, never having bought that estate. So the intention was that Charles Bingley was then going to buy an estate, but he's so like all over the place. Like his sister's like, yeah, you need to buy an estate, blah, blah, blah. They're like, buy something like Pemberley. Like, we love Pemberley. We love Darcy. Mm-hmm. And he, like, is just so flighty that he sees Netherfield and is like, hey, this place is nice. And he looks at it for, like, 30 minutes and it's like, I'll just rent this place. Exactly. So they're and like, it. dude, you're supposed to buy a place. And Netherfield is exactly where he needs to be so that we can have him yeah. meet the Bennett family. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. I do have a note here. I also note that the girls, oh my God, I can't read my own handwriting. (laughs) Oh, I made a note that they were tradespeople in the North and it was much more acceptable in society to be a tradesperson in the North. The girls each had 20,000. Okay. Bingley, Charles Bingley, he inherited 100,000 and then the girls inherited 20,000. Now by the north obviously they're not scottish so i would love to know how far north yeah i don't know no i don't recall that probably at all like i mean it's, it's northern england but not that yeah, far. yeah probably north. just like near the scottish border i don't remember them saying no they don't but I, they don't but I, I know that i have such horrible memory i need to like double check myself i wrote um, down a lot about money well, in order to understand anything back in the day, you have to understand yeah. the money. Because Mr. All about Bennett money. has 2000 2, Yeah. And Mrs. Bennett, she was left 4000 She has more than he father. does. But I think hers is like 4000 in total, where his is 4000 a year. So his is based off of that interest. Okay, because her father was an attorney. Yeah, her father was an attorney, and so they were they really like looked down upon that certain characters in no sense. Yeah. The good thing about this book is that it um had annotations. So that also slowed me down because I would go in the back and read, like, oh, I don't know why I didn't buy a book like this in the first place. Yeah. It it even has it even has like chronology, select bibliography, and it has an introduction. Oh, so I just want to bring this in. I'm going to jump to chapter five. No, please do. But like, I feel like this ties into what we're talking about. Sir Lucas is another example of somebody like Bingley, where Mm, he he just mm -hmm. jumps because he was also in trade and he built up his money and stuff. And then I don't think they say exactly what happened, but he did some kind of favor to the king and the king in return gave him his knight knighthood title Mm -hmm. yeah so then it does reference that like once he became sir walter lucas because is it walter i think it's walter sir william lucas oh thank you sir william when he became sir william lucas he didn't have like the stomach to be in trade anymore he wanted to be a gentleman so he transitioned and he purchased lucas lodge and so they don't have a whole lot of money because he didn't 
build up a whole lot of wealth, but he built up enough that he could purchase Lucas Lodge and they could then um, be part of the gentry instead of like being in trade. And that ties into why Charlotte is maybe also willing to later on do what she did. So. Well, I wanted to say in terms of Sir Lucas that doesn't he bring up, and I'm trying to look for it, that he was interested in buying in town or he is interested in buying in town. And in town, everyone means London, like city center, like Bridgerton area. Or am I wrong here? I don't think he has enough money to. I could have sworn I read that. So maybe he was interested. Yeah. And he winded up buying Lucas Lodge. This is, again, at Meriton. Yeah. And I say again, because Heather and I had a conversation just as always before we started this recording you might be right because there was something about he had thought about they were looking at where they would buy lands and wasn't there something about his wife did not want to live in town maybe okay. she realized it I, was found it. Be much I found it more advantageous sir william lucas to mr darcy you have a house in town i conclude mr darcy bowed i had once some thoughts of fixing in town myself, for I am fond of superior society. But I did not feel quite certain that the heir of London would agree with the Lady Lucas. Okay. There you go. There you go. Yes. I bet he is full of shit there because he's got the money <laughs> for a town. Because they, not to jump to the, the end of the book, but <sighs> Mrs. Bennett goes off in the last I think it's the last chapter because Lizzie is going to be able to spend time in town because they have they have so much money that they can have a place in town and she's like oh my gosh to have a place in town that's like the ideal situation and stuff so there's no way that the Lucases have that kind of dough especially they got a lot of kids how many kids do they have they have at least four or five because they have Charlotte, who's 27. She's the oldest. Mm-hmm. And then they have Mariah. And mm-hmm. then they have at least two boys. They might have more than two boys because they talk about like the relief that the boys have when she's finally engaged, because that means that they won't be responsible for taking care of her. Cause I think everybody kind of assumed she was, she was going to be an old maid oh, Lord and that mercy. the brothers were going to have to take care of her. Okay. You see, I didn't make it that far. So the rest is a mystery to me, even though I've read this book numerous, numerous times. Yeah. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But you pick up different things each time. Like there are things that I was like, Dang. And then like you still don't pick up something and yes. you watch something like the Rosenbach series or like yes. I I watch um Ellie Dashwood who does a lot of Jane Austen stuff. And I watch oh, there's this professor, I forget her first name, but it's like Dr. Cox who does like classic literature mm, videos and stuff. And like they'll point out things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even like pick well, up on that. Ju- just in rereading this. I'm like, oh, why didn't I notice this before? And again, re- there was a point where I would reread it every single year around the holiday because it just seems like a holiday book to me. And well, and her birthday is in December. Oh, so is it celebrate. Now? Ooh. All right. 
a simple baby like you. Yeah. Asagi's got to stick together. <laughs> well, okay. Let's get let's get past the first uh, the first chapter. lie. Even though we have talked about other well, chapters, but I do want to say I love from the beginning. You get Mrs. and Mr. Bennett's relationship, and mm-hmm. there's in mm-hmm. the last chapter of or the last paragraph in chapter one it says mr bennett was so odd a mixture of quick parts sarcastic humor reserve and caprice that the experience of three and twenty years had been insufficient to make his wife understand his character her mm-hmm. mind was less difficult to develop she was a woman of mean understanding little information and uncertain temper when she was a discontented, she fancied herself nervous. The business mm-hmm. of her life was to get her daughters married. It's solace was visiting a news. So like they've been married That's- 23 years and he can still easily push her buttons. And it- he loves it. Like he he absolutely positively loves it. And this explains their relationship to a T. Yeah. What kind of relationship they have to a T. Yeah. So he's going to tease her and act like he's not going to go see Mr. Bingley, but then he's going to turn around and be the first one that actually will see Mr. Mm-hmm. Bingley. And you know, she's all about getting her daughters married. She's and obsessed. gossip. Yeah. Gossip. And it's they they both tie into like, she wants to get her mar- her daughters married. So she has the bragging rights. But she also wants to get her daughters married because she's freaking out because if something happens to Mr. Bennett, they're out with barely any money. Say that again. Five girls. Yeah, five girls. And all of them out. No boys. But he's better at maintaining the books than Sir Elliot. Or am I? Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. I think so. It's more like he just didn't think about the future as much like where he he did put aside some money for the girls but he didn't put aside what he should have been putting aside yes and that's and that's why as you said she wants the girls to get married and get married well for bragging rights obviously I feel like bragging rights is first and foremost how about you yeah because she loves it she really does yeah I feel like I mean, I don't think they say this, but I feel like Mr. Bennett probably assumed that they'd eventually have a boy. But when the fifth girl was born, mm-hmm. dude, start scrounging your money away. I, I I think all the men at that point, you know, maybe in certain situations, just assumed they were going to have a boy. Yeah. Wanted to make sure they had a boy so that they could keep everything within the family. But yeah, well, you got to have an heir and a spare. Oh, Lord have mercy. Because you're dying a lot, Ben. I mean, they don't talk about any them having any kids that died, did they? Not in this series. Yeah. All right, everyone. So we move on from getting to know Mr. Bennett and Mrs. Bennett. We know through Mrs. Bennett that Netherfield has been let at last. Again, let means rent by Mr. Bingley, and he has four or five thousand a year. Mr. Bennett teases that he's not going to go visit. He's not going to do this for his girls. And Mrs. Bennett is all in an uproar. But lo and behold, without any of their knowledge, he goes to pay Mr. Bingley a visit. A call? Is that a call? Is that considered a call? Or is it just between a man and a woman that are trying to? Oh, no. It's a call. He calls on Mr. 
Bingley. And in return, it's expected that Mr. Bingley will call on him back. Which he I learned did. all about this because you send a card, they're mm-hmm. supposed to send a card. You go visit, they're supposed to go visit. And then the time of the day that you go visit is based on how close you are to that person. I did not know that. Okay, You're, so let me guess. Yeah. Me, can I guess? Okay. Can I guess? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about this. Well, first I'm learning of so all, much today. Yes. Guess what time you think it starts the visits. Let me tell you something. These motherfuckers, okay, are up at the crack of dawn. All right. So I am assuming it starts as early as like seven o'clock in the morning. No. <gasps> the afternoon, like three o'clock in the afternoon. That is when calling time is. Yeah, no. because the morning is for yourself. These people led the most interesting, laziest lives. Are you sure? I mean, I, I know that's, you're sure, but that yeah. just doesn't seem any, makes it makes it doesn't make any sense to me because they get a lot of people calling on them then don't they have like tea time or tea and crumpets and sandwiches well I think that's supper and then dinner and then I think tea is kind of like when you start the calling there's like the first calls like at three o'clock are 15 minutes they're short ass visits okay that makes sense and you know how this is a little side note but you know how I sent you that article about the Gilded Age I haven't read it yet, but do tell. That shit, those parties started at like 11 o'clock at night. They would have their meals at like three in the morning. They were having all night ragers. I'm thinking, yeah. Okay. I feel like that makes sense, but like it doesn't make sense. Like I feel like, okay, I understood. Like I forgot what I was reading. It had to have been Bridgerton. Okay, I need to take off my glasses to think. I feel like there was something that I was reading that they like got back and it was dawn, right? Like the sun was coming out, whatever. So I just assumed that dinner, is it dinner or is it supper? I think dinner is the lunchtime one. Oh my gosh, things were so complicated then. So when they they had their supper at like seven, eight o'clock and then they had their little, you know, get-togethers in the other room for cigar smoking or playing with the cards and stuff like that and then they would move on to the party party by like you know 11 o'clock and then they will continue partying I really thought that the food was way before everything earlier in the evening not at like 11 o'clock at night probably like your standard dinner yeah exactly exactly but they might have That's dinner. All I know. They might have their dinner at home and then they might nap and then they might go out. Because I do know previously, like before electricity, generally you would go to sleep early and then you would get up around like one, two in the morning and you would be up for a few hours and then you would go back to sleep. That was like your natural sleep cycle. But there's no sun now. I thought the sun helped you with your natural sleep cycle. Like, cock-a-doodle-doo! And, you know, you're up with Well, that's at, like, that's really early in the morning. <laughs> but, like... When the sun people, comes up, 5 o'clock in the morning. people would get up in the middle of the night, too, for a little while. They might, like, read or, like, Mm-mm. do something little. Mm-mm. You're like, my ass is asleep. <laughs> my ass is asleep. my ass is asleep okay no way jose am i gonna be getting up in the middle of the night to read 
I get up in the middle of the night so I can think and then piss, get pissed because I'm awake. When you could be sleeping. Yes. But again, different times. Yeah, different times. Nobody was doing anything. It seems like everyone else was doing everything. I don't. Mm-mm. 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 Unbelievable. So uh, where was I? <laughs> we get to Mr. Bingley, right? He visits. Yeah. So he, Mr. <laughs> Bennett visits Mr. Bingley. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Bingley, Bingley pays back is, ex- is expected to visit them within a week. That's another, that's a whole nother thing, right? Mm-hmm. Lord child. But what's interesting, and I wonder if this is because he's new, you may know this, but why is it that the girls and Mrs. Bennett couldn't be a part of that call when Mr. Bingley went to visit? I think because he's a man. Okay. I'm trying to think about it because I'm trying to think if there's a reason why they couldn't go visit his sisters. Because this is a freaking, what is it? Patriarchy. Yeah, I mean, that could be it because I I do know that, God, I'm trying to remember exactly how it was worded. In the book? I think it was in this book or I read it somewhere else. The person higher within the social strata is supposed to visit first, but with Mr. Bingley just being new to the neighborhood, I think that then was acceptable for other people to visit him. Okay. But it might be because he's that it's his house and his sisters are just visiting with him that that might be why Mrs. Bennett couldn't go visit them without an introduction. It might be unseemly for a woman to just show up at a man's house. Yeah, even though they might be going to see the sisters. It's not their home. I found where Mr. Bingley pays Mr. Bennett a visit. And it says that he sat about 10 minutes with him in his library. He had entertained hopes of being admitted to a sight of the young ladies of whose beauty he had, he had heard much. But he only saw the father. Oh, that's right. Because wasn't there something about the girls got to see him walk up? The ladies were yeah. somewhat more fortunate, for they had the advantage of ascertaining from an upper window that he wore a blue coat and rode a black horse. Nice. Which the blue horse is blue. I mean, the blue horse, blue coat means blue was fashionable color for men's coats. I got that from my explanatory notes in the back. Nice. Yes. And so. So what chapter is that in? Is that chapter? That is chapter three. Okay. It's the second, no, third paragraph. In a few days, Mr. Bingley returned third paragraph. I think we should start describing the girls' personalities at this point. Yeah. Man, do we have a ton of personalities and i want to point out heather that the name mary seems to be a bad name they are the most complicated individuals just saying this based off of persuasion and pride and prejudice yeah like and then you have marianne in sense and sensibility sensibility girl she might have had something against the marys yeah i'll have to look that up i don't know 
Okay, so we have five young ladies, five daughters. The oldest, Miss Jane Bennett. Yes. Who She's is the sweetest yeah. and the most prettiest of the yeah. five. And her mother basically says she's the prettiest all the time, I think, right? Yeah. <sighs> Mrs. Bennett. But yeah, she's, Jane is like all loveliness. She's um, like an angel. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Then you have next Miss Elizabeth Bennett, Eliza Bennett. Yeah, she goes by Elizabeth, Eliza, and Lizzie. And Lizzie. And her personality is... Oh, and wait, what are their ages? Isn't Jane 23 or 20? Is she not yet 3 and 20? She, I thought she was 21. No, she's that 20. would be too young. Elizabeth is 20. Oh, so then she might be... Well, she might be 1 and 20. Early 20s, we'll say. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. And then Eliza is 20. Mm-hmm. Next is Mary. Yeah. This is Mary. She's got to be 18 or 19 because Catherine Kitty is 17. And dear Lydia. Is 15 at the beginning. Lydia, everyone, is the problem child. She's the last one. Well, we kind of skipped. We skipped Mary and Kitty. Do we, do we really care about Mary? Oh, hey, there have been so many like adaptations so focusing on Mary. Mary, Mary's the middle child. How yeah, about that? Mary's the middle child. She tries and tries and tries, but she's not like very good at anything. She's very plain. She's very like staunch like she's she's like the conservative one she dresses very plainly she's not into socializing she wears glasses she likes to read but but doesn't read interesting things she reads like sermons and things like that but she loves the attention she loves to perform she loves to be in front of the Mm -hmm. piano and do concertos or the airs or something like that and she's not that great no but she's Probably she has to be better than most because she has an air of vanity she, about it. She practices a lot, but they do say they do say that she's better than Elizabeth, but Elizabeth yes. people tend to like watch play because she has more of like an air about her that they enjoy. Yeah, she's got personality where Mary doesn't. Yeah. And Elizabeth is the more witty one. Yes, she's clever. She's daddy's favorite. She is. She is. I'm trying to find it. It's probably like in the first page what he says about her. Oh, yeah. I think it, well, I think it's maybe it's the beginning of chapter two. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Now, he says here that he must throw in a good word for my little Lizzie. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, so, but Lizzie has something more of a quickness than her sisters. He calls the other girls silly and ignorant. Yeah. Which is not very nice. Especially Kitty and Lydia. He says they might be two of the silliest girls in England. Yes, yes. To be fair, they are teenage girls. So yeah, all they like to do is giggle and look at boys. And I will say, and it's referenced here a few different times, I believe, that Kitty very much feeds off of Lydia. She does. 
once the two of them are separated later on, Kitty gets much better. And even when they are just simply separated, even at home, like if Lydia goes off to, you know, do whatever, like Kitty's a lot more. Yeah. What would be the right word for that? Like, not as childish? Sensible. Yes. Mature. Yeah, because yeah. it's compared that Lydia's a leader and Kitty's a follower. So she really feeds off of her bad. Yes, behavior. yes, yes. That is it. Kitty is a follower. Do not be a follower, people. Be a leader. Um, or at least not a follower. Yeah, you, if, yeah, that's, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, be a leader if you can. Ooh. Yeah, I guess so there's the Bennett I guess, yeah, like we have a nice little description of the uh, main yeah. characters here. Oh, I do want to say I found where you were talking about with the fine eyes. Oh, I found it too, girl. I've been waiting. On chapter six. Could I just briefly interrupt to say yeah. that I am happy with my bookmarks. I know that they are in the closets. I am not looking for them in the closet. Kleenex. Yes, Kleenex. That's your bookmark? That is my bookmark. They, the, the long rectangular boxes have very cute designs these days and I got one that has a rainbow on it That's and hilarious. it says it says to use it as a bookmark so I took it <laughs> I thought it was a bookmark I'm not gonna lie I'm like what is she talking about she's holding up her bookmark she, it is a paper it's not in the bookmark. closet that's fantastic <laughs> sorry to interrupt I just wanted to throw that out there but I also found it I will say, since you guys can't see this, it's a very cool looking bookmark. Very cute. You know, with Got rainbows. Nice, uh, yeah. attractive uh, boxes of Kleenex. It took them long enough, I would yeah. say, to do something a little bit more childish. Got some clouds, some raindrops, the sun. Rainbows. Rainbows. Mm-hmm. So we have the... We have the mom and the dad, we have the sisters, we have the neighbors, the new neighbors have come into town, mm-hmm. and they're ready to party. They are ready to party, and it seems like they're all always ready to party, or is it just me? Is that like one of the few things that they have to really do, just like have parties? What else are they doing? Oh my gosh, this is why I think I'm so attracted to this era, because I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Like, I don't know about you. I don't feel like doing anything, but I'll probably fall asleep if they're having parties that start at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, that's true. Lord have mercy. Well, at this first party at, where is it? It's not Meriton. Where is this one? Hold on. I think it is at Meriton. That one's at Meriton? I thought Meriton was when um Sir, Lu- Sir Lucas is uh making his little comments. Wasn't that Netherfield when he's making that comment? No, Meriton. So is Meriton the place to be there? They're having too many balls. That's what I'm saying. That's the nearest little town. Well, wherever this party is at, we meet Mrs. Hurst and Ms. Bingley. Mrs. Hurst is Bingley's sister, as well as obviously Ms. Bingley. Mrs. Hurst is the oldest of the two. Now, question. She is the oldest of all three of them? Oh, I don't know. Because he seems young, right? But then again, and doesn't he have, didn't Doesn't he have five sisters? I thought there was some reference to he was going to bring his five sisters, but then he only ended up bringing two. 
Oh, no, 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 no. They were exaggerating how many people oh, were they? they were going to bring, right? So it winded up being, let me see if I can find the exact passage here, that, oh, Lord, by the time we find this, I don't want to spend too much time, but, you know, like, I believe it. It was like it was like detrimental because it's like, oh my god, it's just too many girls. Like, yeah, one of them must be then, you know, engaged or something to 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 Mr. Bingley. I think that that was the thought. It was never said, uh, but it's never good that there was more than what was suggested. So it winded up being just two individuals, two girls, his sisters. Mr. Hertz, Mrs. Hurst's husband, and Mr. Darcy, who no one, if you fast forward, does not like because he's very um proud. He, yes, pride and prejudice. Yes, 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 yes. He's a proud, arrogant man, or that's how he appears. Yes, yes, and it is at Meriton. The manner in which they spoke of the Meriton assembly was sufficiently characteristic. Okay. Okay, but I am going to find out exactly how many people they were discussing. Mariah Lucas. I I find it so fat. Like for such a long time, I was pronouncing Mariah Maria. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's how you say Maria. Okay. And in Spanish, Maria. So there you okay, go. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Lord have mercy. Come, Darcy. I must have you dance. Das- Darcy refused to dance. Yeah, he looked down on dancing with any of those individuals there, but I feel like as if he just looks down on dancing. Period. He's just not a sociable individual. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, he's just. Well, if you think about it, somebody that has that much money, they're probably concerned that people are not being genuine with them. That is true. You want people to be genuine with you, and like the fact that like. Elizabeth doesn't put up with a shit and doesn't, she gives zero fucks. She does. That probably is what made him take notice of her. You know, she's happy where she is. She doesn't need the drama. Why, like, why, like, of course, like, of course, why would she be dealing not, with an individual like yeah. that? And she's not like, like, she, she's practical enough that she knows that she needs to marry well but she knows she doesn't need to marry that well so like what does she need him for if he's going to be proud and arrogant she's not going to put up with it exactly move on to the next one and that's it she's not going after the money she's definitely not going after the money a slight change of topic real quick because i don't know how we didn't talk about this but mr bennett uh, talking to mrs bennett i have a high respect for your nerves they are my old friends. I have heard you mention them with consideration these 20 years at least. That is such like a cla- another classic line. It this. is. It really is. Like, my dear, you talk about your nerves all the time. Believe me, I know about your nerves. Okay? I know about your nerves. I know that the sisters find out Kitty and Lydia because they're always going into, I don't want to say town, they're always going to visit their aunt, Mrs. Philip, which is mm-hmm. Mrs. Bennett's sister, and they find out about how many supposedly people are coming with Mr. Bingley. And I just cannot find that because I just feel like it's an important thing to divulge. 
Uh, let me see if I can find it. I have found it. So, Mr. Bingley was obliged to be in town the following day and consequently unable to accept the honor of their invitation. This is for Mrs. Bennett. Um, Mrs. Bennett was quite disconcerted. She could not imagine what business he could have in town so soon after his arrival in Hertfordshire, And she began to fear that he might be always flying about from one place to another and never settled at Netherfield as he ought to be. Now, that was more than I intended to say. Okay, a report soon followed that Mr. Bingley was to bring 12 ladies and seven gentlemen with him to the assembly. The girls grieved over such a number of ladies, but were comforted the day before the ball by hearing that instead of 12, he had brought only six with him from London, his five sisters and a cousin. When the party entered the assembly room, it consisted of only five altogether. Mr. Uh, Bingley, his two sisters, the husband of the eldest, and another young man. There you go. I'm happy to say that that is what happened. And I, I honestly think, and you know, I don't look this look up this information to find out, but it has to be competition. They don't want competition. If yeah. there's if they're talking about 12 ladies, six seems a little bit more reasonable because then it's a more intimate group so then you would think that maybe it would be family members but there's always a risk that it could be someone that they are engaged to so and now to jump back to Mr. Darsley at another assembly I don't even know anymore at this point but this is what like brought I've read this over and over and over again but like Elizabeth is completely ignorant of the fact that Darcy has eyes on her. Yeah. At some point, like he starts to realize like because of probably the way she acts with him, she is being genuine with him. Well, here's the thing. She's, she's judged him. She's the prejudice part. Like she's mm-hmm. judged him and mm-hmm. she's decided that he's arrogant and stuff. So why would mm-hmm. she think that he would have eyes on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's but beneath yeah, yeah. she's beneath him. So why would he? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you're right. He like he took note of her because he probably thinks that she is genuine. Mm-hmm. And he's finding that attractive, especially yes. those fine eyes. Yes. Mr. Darcy had first scarcely allowed her to be pretty. He had looked at her without admiration at the ball and when they next met he looked at her only to criticize but sooner had he made it clear to himself and his friends that she had hardly a good feature in her face then he began to find it was rendered uncommonly intelligent by the beautiful expression of her dark eyes the eyes did him in the eyes did him in and that has been brought up maybe two three times more Mm -hmm. by the jealous Miss Bingley, who would love to have Mr. Darcy all to yeah. herself. She's mad thirsty for him. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I love it. I love it. I remember when I first read this, I was just so confused. I was like, wait a second, because they're in, the way they met, they bumped heads immediately. So, yeah. and again, the language threw me off. I'm like, is he into her? Is she into him? Especially is he into her? Because he, like, I guess I was reading between the lines and seeing the internal conflict that he was having mm-hmm. with himself. Like, I don't want to 
be attracted to this girl who's quote unquote beneath me, but I cannot help myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Darcy. Oh, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> so this is kind of an enemies to lovers type of situation. I think you're right. Because they're pretty hostile towards each other in the beginning. They pretty are as civilly as they could be, to be honest. With the manners. And that's what makes this era, I guess, so interesting because they had to, and, and also British people, when they sound angry, they sound polite. Yeah. Arian, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Have you, you guys ever been sound- angry? I have, and I'm it's, it's, it's laughable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just like you sound so cute, I can't take you seriously. <laughs> so we, it it like threw me off. I mean, I was 14, also. I was like, "What's going on yeah. here?" I'm just used to like my dialect here in New York City. Well, and, and you that. don't have you also don't have the life experience to like necessarily understand those subtle notes that are going on you're very very true I mean you're very very true you're absolutely right (laughs) that's very very true (laughs) oh my gosh yeah so they don't have the best meeting they don't have the best meeting but you know who does Jane and Bingley there's there's sparks like Fireworks yeah. all over the place. However, because of Jane's disposition, Jane is very quiet. She's chill. She's shy, perhaps. They don't bring that up. I think you're right. Meek? She's chill. Is meek better than shy? Because I feel like she's probably very like social. Yes. But like she's not like a Lydia or a Mrs. Bennett where she's going to be like hooting and hollering. She's going to be just like very like hospitable and like tending to everyone's needs. And Meek is humbly patient or quiet in nature as under provocation from others. Overly submissive or compliant. Tame, which I don't think that that's her. And the last definition here is gentle and kind. So yeah, I think maybe, Meek does describe her to a certain extent. Maybe not submissive. She always Definitely wants to not. see, you learn throughout the book that she always wants to see the good in everyone. She doesn't want anyone to be bad. And she doesn't want anyone to feel bad. Yeah. And she's very empathetic. Like even when some she hears that somebody treated someone poorly she tries to think about it through their perspective and what they were going through and how difficult the situation might have been for them yes she does she tries to give them the benefit of the doubt you know yeah she's a good person she is a good person and that's what Bingley eventually well not eventually he he fell in love with her immediately yeah from I don't know I mean at at that point, is it lust at first sight, I would assume? And, but then yeah. he got to talk to her. Well, here's another thing that I learned in the last few years. I never really realized this. Those dances are like 20, 30 minutes long. So you're spending a good amount quite of time. a bit of time talking yes. to somebody and getting yes. to know them. So even though like they only had one night, they were basically spending the whole night together. Because they were. Because if did, they asked for two dances, yeah. that's a whole hour. Yeah. And I doesn't he ask for two more later? 
Don't they dance four times all together? They dance in that first, the first time they met, two times. And that's okay. it. Yes. I For some don't reason, know, I thought it was four. I don't know if they, in other balls, dance more than two um, times. Maybe. But you are absolutely right in the amount of time that they spend together because I feel like um, Sir Lucas brings it up when he's trying to get Mr. Darcy at the other ball, at the Meriton ball, to the Meriton, they're all Meriton, to dance with her, with Eliza. Yeah. Eliza, Lizzie, Elizabeth. All of the above. All of the above, yes. Alternating her name 10,000 times. And speaking of Jane, you know, Lizzie talks to Charlotte, Charlotte Lucas, Sir Lucas's daughter, oldest daughter, about Jane and how she doesn't, from my understanding, Elizabeth is worried to a certain extent that Bingley's not getting Jane, or is it just me? Oh, that he doesn't understand how much she likes him? Yes. And, you know, to Charlotte's point, to Charlotte's point, like, you know, or was it was it Lizzie? I can't remember who said it, but like, you know, I know her well enough to know that she likes him. Like yeah. If he just like gives her time or something like that. Yeah, that was. I uh, I guess remember that was Eliza a couple times that he does not know Jane's disposition as you do. So, I feel like Charlotte, like Charlotte, Charlotte is correct in that maybe she should be encouraging Mister Bingley. So that's an interesting line because that ties into Darcy later because Very Darcy says so. that he didn't, Very much so. he, he, he said he like watched her and didn't think that she did have the same amount of feelings for Bingley as Bingley had for her. Mm-hmm. You're right. But You're yeah, right. I guess because like Jane's not one to show her emotions all over the place like other people. I have something for you. Bring it on. She danced four dances with him at Meriton. She saw him one morning at his own house and has since dined in company with him four times. This is not quite enough to make her understand his character. This is coming from Elizabeth. Okay. So they have danced four times. I don't know if it was that. I think it was two. two. Yeah, I think it was two dances because that first, because Mrs. Bennett tells Mr. Bennett as much as he doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. That they danced. He asked her to dance. He asked her to dance two times. Well, I guess the men have to ask, right? And now that I'm thinking about it, isn't it not considered acceptable to dance more than twice with the same person? I don't know, but it means a lot because it means you are interested in that individual. They have a freaking card and you have to write your name on a card. Mm -hmm. For God's sake. Who the heck is walking around with a card? All the Swifties know that. Oh, really? Because there's that song, the one that everybody misunderstands the words. Um, Which one? <laughs> I misunderstand a lot. Where they think that I have a lot of Starbucks lovers or something like that, but she's saying I have a lot of Starcross lovers or something like that. I don't, I'm not a Swifties. Sorry, Swifties, if I got that wrong. I I do like my Taylor Swift songs. I just never paid um, attention. Yeah, there's so what I'm saying. In that song, it's like, it mentions like, you can write your name on my card, like like a dance card. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Swifties, don't come after me. Yes, just correct us. I'm you know, actually like tired individuals. 
And I'm like, I'm actually loving Taylor Swift right now because I just saw that she gave all the truck drivers yes. $100,000. She gave them bonuses and some other individuals on her crew bonuses as yeah. well. Can she do no wrong? Like, I don't understand. And I heard the story, the niece of the head truck driver, she was, she did a video where she, or supposedly she was the niece. She did a video where she said that her uncle got all of the truck drivers to get out and clap as she like drove out in her limo after the last event. And her dad called the head truck driver and was like, oh my God, that was like so cool that you guys did that she's like sobbing she's so appreciative that you guys like got out and clap for her that's so nice yeah all they're doing is clapping yeah but it's if people don't understand it's just the little things I mean she gave a hundred thousand dollars like they should be thankful they should be out there saying thank you but she also didn't have to do that she didn't do it for them to do that yeah all it takes is to be nice to people pay it forward be nice to someone be considerate is not that serious people and it's not that hard um i found the song i'm looking for the part am i going to be able to listen to it we both have our headphones oh um just send it to me in the chat but i've got a blank space baby and i'll write your name like it's Ah, a reference yes 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 yeah okay you see i didn't know that i had no idea it just always kind of stood out whenever I hear that song on the radio. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like, it's like the little dance card that they had back in the day. You got it. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What chapter are we on? I, we're not on any chapter, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Jane. We went We went to talking about characters. We're talking okay, about Jane well, and Bingley. We haven't really gotten to chapter seven yet, because chapter seven is when she goes to visit the Bingley sisters and she catches her cold. So yeah, we can stop here and we can start up with chapter seven. We haven't even got we haven't even gotten that far. How is that possible? We're gonna have a three parter here. There's six sixty one chapters. I mean it might be beneficial, but at the same time it's like damn. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. This is part one. We don't, we don't know how many episodes it's going to be yeah. by the time we're done. But ho- hopefully by the next episode, I will be talking a little bit better. And maybe you'll see a photo of Heather and I together because we're going to see each other this weekend. Oh, yeah. We're going to see each other. Yeah. <laughs> Reunited. And it feels so good. Woo. All right. Well, Thank you for listening. Let us know what you think of Pride and Prejudice. Do you have a favorite character? I don't know. Any Basically first impressions? It. Yeah. yeah. Like, what were your What were your first impressions at the beginning of the book? Anyone not reading this but just listening to it and being like, "What are these crazy ladies talking about?" Yeah, nothing new there. I'm yeah. sure. Like and follow us on Instagram. Go ahead and read our podcast. Buy us a coffee. Keep us awake. Yeah, keep us awake. Somebody go get me some uh, dental cement <laughs> <laughs> to fix my jacked up teeth. I'm going to call the dentist first thing in the morning. Of course, this happened after the dental offices are all closed. Of course. Yeah. That's the way it goes. It's always that way, yeah. please. Shoot. Uh, 
All right. Well, thanks for listening to Gabbing. Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing.